Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to the OKR Cohort video and podcast series. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Denise Canfield and Nazar Koja, the co-founders of OKR Cohort, and we're going to be tackling another big challenge, you know, and this is a challenge that's facing thought leaders, business owners out there in today's day and age. And of course, we're going to be providing unique solutions to charge right through these problems so that you and your organization can come out better for it on the other end. And boy, do we have a big one to talk about today. So pertinent in today's day and age, but I want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and get Denise and Nazar out here just to get into it. Denise, Nazar, it's good to see you both this morning. How are you doing? Oh, it's great to see you too, Ryan. And we're doing really well. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Ryan. Good to see you. All right. Thank you, guys. And hey, look, it's uh, always good to be with you today. We're talking about a really, really pertinent topic that is just at the forefront of a lot of people's minds these days. Uh, Denise, frame it up for us. Let's start high level. What is this big challenge that we're going to be diving into today? Well, you know, Ryan, I think uh, it's a big challenge and it's really that lack of connection for people in their work to the organization's purpose. So we see that their day-to-day work is not intentionally connected to the purpose of the organization, so it's easy to get lost. And when uh, connecting the purpose and strategy of the organization to the work of each team and individual, you get so much more done. So it's such a problem for organizations. They see so many impacts from that. So that's really the problem we're gonna be talking about is, is this lack of connection to purpose. Sure, sure. And and I would imagine at some point in our conversation today, fulfillment will probably be coming up because boy, is that just so important for so many people out there. And I want to take a step deeper. Let's get into the why now, Denise, why is it that you would say this is even a challenge in the first place? Sure. Uh, I mean, so many reasons, Ryan, that it is a challenge um, and at so many different levels. So I think that the first one is, is our people, our employees, right? They, they have that disconnect. They're the ones who feel it the most. Um, they're not in all those conversations about the organization purpose. They might see some posters on the wall, um, but, but they're not getting that direct connection to their work. And so they start to question the value of the work that they're providing. And of course, we see people leaving. We've talked about that in previous videos. Um, And it's certainly easier to leave an organization because your heart is not connected to the work. And so you're having that huge impact on your employees and your people and on your leaders, right? So for leaders, it's it's a little different. Um, Sometimes it feels like they're not properly communicating the organization's purpose. They might be just jumping into the work and um, by not communicating that purpose or helping employees tie it to what they're doing, they're causing a little bit of the confusion throughout the organization. And they're they're kind of the players in that telephone game that we've talked about in the past, where you know they sit in a meeting or they're part of the process of creating the vision, the mission, the purpose, um, but they might just take pieces of that and that is what they trickle down. So it's not the full picture and there's not transparency. And when that doesn't exist, there's not a great intentional way to connect the strategy to the work. And so all employees are hearing are those little pieces that leaders are conveying to them. And and as are, of course, we know it, it impacts customers. So what are you noticing with customers? Denise, this challenge definitely impacts the relationship with customers. For instance, customers have less confidence when they don't 
fully understand the organization's scope of work. When dealing with employees, they notice satisfaction and motivation is low. Employees don't express the purpose of the organization nor connect to customer to the value of the organization is trying to provide. Oh, no, it's great. I love how you guys have broken it down kind of into those three subgroups, really, the, the you know, your employees, your leaders, your customers, because each of those subgroups are impacted by this challenge so much in so many ways. But I want to take it a step further now. Denise, talk to me a little bit about the ripple effect. You know, what what happens to this challenge, this really what can be a problem if you let it fester? What does it look like for those employees, those leaders, those uh, those customers out there? Absolutely, Ryan. It it does get worse, right? And and I think it's it's important to think about that and talk about that. And employees, right, are our most treasured uh, people start to leave, right? We see this massive turnover. We saw it after the pandemic, especially, but it's because people don't feel the purpose of their work. So they leave for new opportunities, hoping to get that purpose embedded what in what they do. Uh, on the other hand, if they stay, right, they start to, to lack motivation, they, they lack engagement, and that ability to be creative in their work starts to decrease, right? You're not passionate about what you're doing. It's just ho-hum. You don't understand the why of what you're doing. And so now you're just disconnected. Maybe you're focusing on other things. And on top of that, that that lack of purpose or the lack of sense of purpose in your work uh, overflows into your personal life, into what you're doing. And that negative energy just starts to fester, which tends to pull most things down. Um, your leaders are seeing this as well. It's obviously a ripple effect for your leaders. And they start to um, you know, get in people's business, which is not where employees want them, right? They start to manage the, the doing of the task versus the big picture. And many times they don't see that they they are, are part of the solution uh, to this. So they're just adding to the problem by getting into the daily tasks, over, over managing or micromanaging people. And then leaders also leave, right? And that continuity of leadership is lost because they want to, they, they want to be working on the business and they don't enjoy being micromanagers. I've never heard someone say, gosh, when I grow up, I want to be a micromanager. So our leaders don't want to be doing that. They're discouraged. And so they end up leave, leaving the organization as well. And personally for them, they, they start to see their confidence eroded, right? They see that things aren't going the way they intended them to go. They see that employees aren't on track. Employees are leaving. They hear those great quotes. Employees don't leave companies. They leave people. And so their confidence starts to erode. Um, and they don't have that clear direction and tie the strategy. So they start to become really reactive instead of proactive. And so this, this ripple effect really impacts our employees and leaders. And Nazar, I know it also impacts our customers. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Denise, you brought a good point there for lack of motivation of employees. And this could be seen by customers as well. Customers aren't able to connect interpersonally with employees who are unhappy. And so they, they lack confidence in the organization. This means the frontline relationship, which is a, a, the cornerstone of the success, success it erodes, right? An existing customer often switch to another vendor or service provider entirely. And we seek lack of acquisition of new customers as well. 
you know, we, we cover a lot of different challenges on this show. And one thing that I'm noticing with this one in particular is boy, is it a slippery slope, that idea of not connecting that purpose to work. Uh, I mean, seeing that ripple effect from employees to leaders to customers. Uh, it's a negative trend downward big time if you let that issue fester. But I want to take a step to the side here for a moment and look at the, you know, that glass half full mentality, if you will. What does life look like, Denise, for the organization, for those employees, leaders and customers? What does life look like if they could just solve that challenge? They could embed purpose into the work and let the organization, you know, move full throttle. Wow, Ryan, wouldn't that be an amazing thing, right? And I think if you can imagine when you were an employee, right, if you had had that complete alignment between the things, the tasks, the work you were doing day to day, and the organization's overall objectives for the future, like you would feel you were making an impact. You would feel really engaged. You would feel part of the solution instead of part of the problem. So employees get that complete alignment. They also feel truly connected as an individual to that organization as a whole and to the products and services that they're de delivering to customers. They've got that pride in their work and that individual ownership and accountability. And so that clarity of purpose and connecting with the, the clarity of purpose of the organization truly connected with the interpersonal purpose of doing your work just makes your employees happier and your culture better. And of course, for your leaders, um, it would be so much better if they can focus on the big picture and where we're going and empowering their employees to be creative and do the work they love because they love the work they're doing. And leaders can only do that by, by providing clarity. That's, that's their whole purpose. So giving that purpose to both employees and leaders really turns things around for your organization culture, your delivery and accountability. And of course, it, Nazar, share with us a little bit about how customers see a better life when we solve this problem for them. The customer can see and are drawn to organization because the organization goals are clearly defined and aligned with what they are seeking. Customer, customers see the passion of employees for the organization and desire to work with the, with the organization and they have confidence that they are working with the right company. And boy, is that a bright picture. I mean, everybody wants to work for that company at the end of the day when things are looking like that. And, but I want to zoom out from the challenge here for just a moment as well, because it is important to acknowledge. I mean, this is the work that you guys at OKR Cohort are doing with organizations. You're working with them to help solve some of these challenges, like embedding purpose into their employees' work, embedding purpose with the leaders and the customers. This is a big challenge that I know you're having conversations with a lot, uh, you know, with a lot of organizations out there. Uh, Nazar, would you care to just for those in our audience that maybe aren't as familiar with OKR cohort, would you care to bring them up to speed on just a little bit about yourselves and what it is that you do? Uh, Ryan, I'm going to talk about the, what OKR stands for first. OKR stands for objective and key results. And is, it is lightweight goal setting framework that bridges strategy to execution. It creates transparency and alignment across large and small organization and helps to deliver the right products on time. Denise, why don't you talk about our our services? Yeah, absolutely, Nazar. And and I love that you talked about OKRs because OKRs really solve this problem. 
And, and leaders hire OKR cohort to help us shift the focus of their organization from those tasks or activities to outcomes that embed purpose in their work. So this gets everyone focused on doing the right things, delivering the right products, as Nazar said, and their people talking results, right? That impact, that purpose that they see in what they're what they're doing. So bottom line, bottom line here, we help get the right shit done and people feeling great about their work. That's what what OKR cohort does. I, I love that. And speaking of getting the right shit done, Denise, let's talk about this exact challenge at hand that I know is a big topic of conversation among you and your clients, this idea of embedding purpose in the work of their employees, in the work of the leaders, and of course, for the customers as well. Talk to me, what is the solution? What's that nugget of information, a lesson, if you will, that really helps solve this challenge of embedding purpose into work? Absolutely, Ryan. And I think, you know, First of all, the, the biggest thing, we talk about transparency with OKRs, and we talk about OKRs, but OKRs are a piece of the puzzle, right? And, and OKRs help by giving visibility into how the work contributes to an organization's vision, mission, and then ultimately building that connectedness from work to purpose. So OKRs are, are one slice, and what we see a lot is that organizations have the vision, have the mission, but they don't have the connective tissue. So maybe Nazar, share a little bit about some of those elements before we, we get into the, the detail of OKRs. Definitely, uh, Denise on that. Like Denise mentioned, the organization needs to always find a way to connect their mission and vision to the work that people do. So they understand the purpose of their work. There are five key components that need to be connected closely to have a value-driven and outcome-focused organization. Mission and vision, having a guiding principle that support mission and vision, clearly understanding on organization and group strategic pillars and intent, have clear outcomes through OKRs, understand initiative work that support those OKRs. Let's dig deeper on each of the components. First, mission and vision. Mission and vision help understand why we exist and where we want to be in future. They also align efforts with the business purpose in the face of change, allowing opportunities for decentralization of decision-making. Next, guiding principles create a team identity. They establish a shared understanding on how everyone will work together within and across teams. They help establish a shared team responsibility and individual self-awareness on expected behaviors to create a positive work environment. Over, overall, they are baseline of team evolution and improvement. Denise, would you like to dig deeper into other components? Uh, absolutely, Nazar, and thank you, right? I always think of the guiding principles uh, as like the heart, like how are we going to to go down that road together and on the same page? And, and if we want to know what the road is, right, that's the strategic pillars and intent. These are the end results that the organization plans to achieve. It's like that big summary of that larger strategic plan that gets created in the boardroom, shared to the board, um, but not always passed down throughout the organization. And, and so these strategic pillars and intent are the longer term destination that the organization is going after. 
Um, and the OKRs or the objective key results are the shorter term outcomes that put us on track to achieve those strategic pillars. They're the next right outcomes for the quarter or for the year that will begin or continue to show how we're accomplishing our strategic pillars. They also give us a lot of information, right, that allow us to kind of vet what is the hypothesis of the strategic pillars, right? Sometimes we think the strategic plan is, is, is absolutely firm and that's the thing and there's no changing it, but the reality is the strategic plan is a hypothesis of what we plan to uh, accomplish and, and how we're going to get there. Your OKRs, by having them quarterly and annually, really break that down and chunk it down so that you can test that hypothesis each quarter and see what it's going to take and make shifts as necessary to keep you on track for where you need to go when changes come at you sideways. So they really allow, the OKRs really allow the organization to stay focused on high value work via continuous prioritization. Now, it, OKRs aren't the work, right? OKRs are the outcome of the work. So the next piece is really the initiatives and the work. And we say initiatives and the work because they really can be two very separate components. So the work is amazing for employees, right? It enables the teams to really understand what needs to be done to achieve the outcomes by making that work transparent, balancing capacity and demand and identifying where bottlenecks lie. So this is really the element that then connects the purpose, right? If, they, if they've got their work, it's transparent, they understand how it connects to the OKRs, they understand how they're embedding the guiding principles in it, they understand the strategic pillars and the vision and mission, they can see how their work ties up there well, that's what gives that purpose we've been talking about and fulfillment that, that employees really crave um, in their day-to-day -day work. Now, the initiatives, the great thing about this is by having a good structure here and understanding what work is being done by your employees, what I've really noticed is in OKR creation sessions, you quickly identify gaps or areas where there's chunks of work that isn't necessarily on a team's plate. And so now the organization can intentionally create initiatives or tiger teams to go after those gaps so you can absolutely stay on track for accomplishing your OKRs and your strategic pillars. But as you continue to do this, right, you've got to build in the organization operating focus around OKRs. So having this transparency in these five steps is critical, but then you start looking at how OKRs guide your daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly prioritization and focus. This really continues to evolve and keep you on track for those strategic pillars. It's not a set and forget activity. And this is really important, right? So many goal setting frameworks are set and forget. That's not what the, the, the builders of the framework intended. That is just how things happen, right? But with OKRs, because you're operationalizing them, you're embedding them in your meetings, you're embedding them in your agile practices, it is completely integrated in how you work. So that operationalization happens and we see that working really well, 
but it's not the only thing, right? We see OKRs embedded in our communications. So we're, we're celebrating the wins we have. We're talking about those learnings. So, so I say that because if you remember under strategic intent, if your strategy is a hypothesis of where you're going, because none of us, or, or I don't claim to be able to see into the future. So your strategy is a hypothesis of where you need to be and how you're going to get there. Well, by celebrating regularly in your communications, whether it's newsletters, meetings, town halls, AMAs, or Ask Me Anything, um, organizations are making OKRs part of their DNA. So everybody continues to see that connection of their work to strategy. And, and that is really where the purpose continues to come in and be reinforced. So, so those are really critical elements of doing OKRs that we've talked about. I know we talked about in video two alignment. Um, and alignment is part of that, that process as well that helps people and employees and leaders really see the connection. They see how their work and their team's work enables not just their vertical alignment to, to their leader and their leader's leaders, but also that horizontal alignment. So marketing really can dig into the weeds of how their MQLs or marketing qualified leads are directly connected to sales success and the revenue success of the organization. And that connection is so powerful, right? When you can say, hey, this work helped us get to that 12% growth number we were targeted at, you feel more fulfilled and you understand truly the impact of the work you're doing. Denise, this is fantastic. I love that integration of those strategic pillars and the strategic plan into OKRs as a whole. Three really big high-level thoughts that came out of that for me. Communication from top to bottom, left to right. I love it. Uh, of course, transparency is really baked in there. And then finally, that, that idea of alignment. I'm glad you brought up our conversation from a prior video. Alignment so important. And boy, does it help bring that purpose into work. Just absolutely love love this this information. And, and we just threw a lot at our audience. If they want to... I'm sure they're thinking at this moment, okay, how can I take that knowledge and begin integrating, begin implementing it so that I myself as a business leader can potentially bring purpose into the lives and the work of my employees, what would you say is the best way they could do that and start utilizing some of that lesson today, Denise? Oh, Ryan, um, I, I love it, right? I, I think that's the whole reason we do these videos is let's help people just start you know, making little shifts and, and using this information. And, and, and they could do it on their own. They can try, but but what Nazar and I would love is if they just reach out to us, right? If they, they, they reach out, we have a conversation so we can help you intentionally connect the dots and, and see how to move forward because each circumstance is unique. And so leaders have a, an opportunity to make a choice today, right? They can continue as they're going and live with those ripple effects we talked about and, and having engaged employees and customers or literally just take the simple action of clicking the link below, having a, setting up a conversation with Nazar and I and grabbing some time on our calendar so we can chat. Fantastic. And again, we had that link below for you folks. Uh, but hey, before we wrap up today, I think it's always beneficial for, for our audience as well as selfishly myself. I enjoy these stories. Uh, if you guys could share with us an example of, of 
how you were implementing some of those, you know, that lesson, some of those solutions to bring purpose into the work of some of your clients or other organizations out there. Uh, any stories come to mind for you guys? I have one, um, Ryan. Uh, in 2010, I was being engaged with one of the biggest telecom company in Canada. I was working on major digital transformation. The struggle that I found that the they provide they were they were lacking of providing guidance to their employees and had a, them delivering features without giving them a context. Why do they need to do deliver that work? In in my case, so we we recommended or I recommended to the to pause the transformation for a couple of weeks and bring everyone together and create alignment. That's what we talked about in the top right alignment. The leaders and team gathered in a room and we had a deep dive on an, uh, a deep dive conversation on understanding on purpose vision and drive the guiding principle for transformation we defined five key okrs and aligned capabilities and features that were required to be developed in the end we were able to completed the digital transformation within two years and in the past they were tried several times and, and burned millions of dollars on those transformations Denise, you have so many examples. Yeah, you know, Nazar, I think there's one example that really comes to mind, and, and it was in a technology company that I, I've worked with. And this technology company had been using OKRs. So OKRs was not new, and, and I'd been working there for, for a little while. And um, they weren't new to the organization. But what happened was we were coming to the end of the fiscal year, and um, about three weeks before the end of the, the fiscal year, we had a, a pretty significant change in our strategy for, for our go-to-market. Um, and, and the timing's important because uh, this is a larger organization. And so by that point, three weeks before the end of the fiscal year, the you know annual plan had already been written based on the other go-to-market strategy. Uh, a lot of work had been done based on, you know, thinking we were continuing down the path we had been on. But like we said earlier, um, OKRs really help you to vet the hypothesis of your strategic plan. And so we realized that um, the go-to-market strategy was off. It wasn't leveraging some, some great resources the organization had. And so here we were three weeks before the end of the fiscal year setting our annual OKRs, and we got this kind of big shift in our strategy. And what I loved was um, we were able to take that leadership workshop where we were supposed to be working on OKRs and we set our OKRs, but in this new direction. So we were able to really clarify what the go-to-market strategy was, what the messaging around it was, get all the leaders on the same page. And then they were able to go out, work with their teams to set that next level or level two set of OKRs aligned to that new strategy for our go-to-market. Um, and each second level leader used those OKRs in their sessions over the next few weeks. And literally within six weeks, six weeks, so three weeks into the new fiscal year, right? We had shifted this entire product organization to this new go-to-market strategy. And someone might be thinking, oh, your go-to-market strategy, marketing, sales, no. This actually had a huge impact on all our product, product roadmaps, right? Imagine if your product roadmap was focused on delivering to enterprise level organizations, and now 
your strategic direction shifted to be small mid. Well, those things you would have been delivering to, you know, get into the government or to get into Microsoft or to get into huge organizations aren't necessarily the most important thing to small and mid-size organizations. And so that impact allowed us within six weeks, right, three weeks into the new year, to get all of our product teams on a new path, accelerating the high value releases and features that this new customer segment valued and start delivering those within the next, that, that same first quarter. So within that first 90 days of the new year, things that customers in that segment had been begging for. So six weeks and 5,800 people were shifted to be on the same page, leveraging the OKR framework. So really impactful and, and kind of game changing for that organization. Uh, yes, game changing indeed, Denise. I really love both those stories that you both shared with us, showcasing how those strategic pillars and those conversations really as a whole can leave an impact and bring that purpose into work and, and better align an organization. Uh, really, really good stuff today. I think we've left a lot of value out there for our audience. Uh, Denise, one final time again, for anybody out there, if they are interested in reaching out to you and Nazar to just open up a dialogue perhaps about themselves, their organization and implementing OKRs into their world, how could they you know, best get in touch with you? Yeah, I think we've got the link down below in the, in the various places. So, so the easiest way is just to, to click on that link and find some time on your calendar that aligns with time on our calendar so that we can chat. Because every, as we've said, everybody's circumstance is unique. And so the best way to figure out how to move this forward is just to start with a conversation. Fantastic. Well, look, Denise and Nazar, you've got many clients that you've got to take care of and help align some OKRs today. So we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you both carving some time out of your days to be with us on here to dive into this idea of, of embedding purpose into work. Boy, is that so important in today's day and age. I think we uh, you know, provided a lot of value for our audience and uh, I'm looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Oh, Ryan, thank you. I, I love this conversation because I want purpose in my work. And so I have that on a day-to-day -day basis and just really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you about it today. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thank you so much, guys. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and say thank you to our audience for stopping by and spending some time with us today. If you took anything away from today's conversation around, you know, embedding that purpose into work and you benefited from this conversation in any way, shape, or form, go ahead and subscribe to the show, whichever platform you check this out on today. That way you never miss out on another conversation between Denise Nazar and myself, where we tackle a very unique challenge that faces so many organizations out there. You know, a lot of good value, a lot of great solutions that Denise and Nazar are sharing, you know, through their work with OKR cohort. And we'd hate to have you miss out on any potentially beneficial conversations for you and your organization down the road. So for Denise, for Nazar, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on the OKR cohort video and podcast series.